Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your host, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Charmin Phillip. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. You can follow Charmin at GrownFolk1980. You can follow myself at CP7NY. Uh, you could also find our podcast wherever you find your podcast at Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. And you could also catch us on Sportswire Radio at sportsinarium.com backslash player. And you can follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce, on Twitter, at ThomasBryce2017, for all the scheduling. So, Charmin, we're off our bye. We're ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is it. This is a season that no one foresaw. And, uh, yep, it's uh, it's it's time to take either take the NFL by storm or just uh, – I don't know. What is else? What else could we do other than that? I don't know. I don't think there's <laughs> another thing. That's what we're doing. I think it's pretty amazing where, where we're sitting now. The The situation we're in is something I don't think anybody really, even the most positive Jet fan, like myself, I'm, I was pretty positive coming into the, into the season, but to be a game or a half game out of first place at this point of the season – I think it's pretty amazing coming off a big win against Buffalo. Now we got a chance to kind of break the streak, I guess, against New England, especially in New England. And yeah. especially after losing pretty ugly the last time we played them. And that that's what I wanted to talk to you about before we get into the game. Mm. Looking back at that game and then looking at this game, what do the Jets have to do to win against New England different like what do they have to do differently what do they have to clean up from what I they think did? I think I think I don't care what uh I don't know if I'm, I'm you know hmm. let me put it to you this way I think the most important thing is the, tu- the turnover um margin mm-hmm. I think I think if the Jets don't turn about turn the ball over as many times as they did they win the game. So taking care of the football has to be, has to take precedent over everything. Um, I think there's other things in that game that they could change. I think that's going to work in the best, uh, you know, that's, that would work, that will work in the best interest of the Jets. I think the fact that uh, the Jets running backs, um, Especially the Benjamin kid, uh, the kid that they just got. Um, I think the fact that he was just a new—he basically had just—he uh, had just joined the squad, and he's yeah. now he's playing Bill Belichick and his defense. Um, I think he has a little bit more understanding of the offense now. I think that works in favor of the Jets. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, I think that a newly Fangled role for Elijah Moore could work wonders for the Jets on offense. Um, I think. I think. I also think almost everything else we point out will matter none at all if Zach Wilson doesn't overcome whatever it is that issue that he has with the Patriots defense. This man has turned the ball over the to the Patriots more than any other team combined in his career. Yep. 
if you take away all the turnovers that he's given to the uh to the Patriots, he basically <laughs> he'll probably be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep. Um three, three picks in the last game. Yeah. Um yeah, last year same same issue. He just kept turning the ball over. We remember we went to see them, see him play against the Patriots. He had what did he have three or four picks too that game? Oh yeah, on, on opening day, yeah. Yeah. Um there's something with the Patriots. And the crazy thing about it is nobody could tell me, and I don't know that much about I know enough about football to know what the Patriots was on doing on defense. It wasn't special. There was nothing about what the Patriots were doing that turned Zach into a turnover machine. Zach was being impatient and trying to force the ball downfield into situations that he shouldn't have. Um, trusting his offense, trusting that they were going to have another shot at moving the ball, which was the way he should have gone. And his his indifference towards that train of thought is probably the reason why I think more than anything else that he, um, that they suffered that loss the way they did. Um, so I don't care. I mean, all the things I pointed out uh, 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 could be good, um, but number one, the Patriots defense is all of a sudden getting hot again. And, uh, and no matter what we do, if Zach Wilson doesn't take care of the ball, we're going to lose this game. Seven picks in three games so far. Yeah, in career there you go. New England. In just three games, seven picks. So Incredible. That is incredible. But, you know, just looking back, I had to look back. That, uh, opening day for us, last, you know, last season, he threw four picks. And the last game <laughs> that we just played him, he threw three. Um, and then the, the game in between last year at New England was the game that he got hurt, if yes. you remember. And so – I think he only played about a half or just over a half. So, um, yeah, definitely turnovers is going to be key. Um, I, I Like you said, that was definitely the key there. I mean, we only lost by one score, and he threw three picks. So, and we only got him once, uh, Mac Jones. We only got – we only picked one off of him. So, that me, that's I, fine for me. The fact that we sacked him six times worked for me. I, right. <laughs> you know, we harassed the crap out of him. He did not have a good game. No. Listen, the Patriots, the Patriots offense was not a problem for the Jets defense last. And the, I don't think it's going to be a problem this week either. Right? I, I don't see it being a problem. If they if the Jets keep playing defense the way they've been playing defense, yeah, the, yeah, and and the the, the Patriots um um even even uh, Belichick has been bemoaning the fact that his offense is just not performing the way he wants it to. and it's it's he he called it predictable he also pointed out that our middle linebacker and other middle linebackers have uh kind of been able to deduce what they were going to do before they do it mm-hmm. so they have an issue on offense that they haven't answered and that's probably uh you know of you know a, a great moment to kind of you know kick them whilst they're down basically in my opinion um so do you feel zach wilson is do you think he feels a little bit more pressure you know from himself not from the patriots but just from himself to do better against the patriots because of the jet history 
and now his history now against New England. Do you feel like he's putting more pressure on himself in games it's, against It feels that way. It feels like he feels like he, he has uh he has to perform at a high level against this team because he he I think he gets it. He gets what we understand that this basically, you know, uh to slay the drag. You know what I mean? Um yep. and and he feels that and he feels he but you can't do it alone, kid. No. <laughs> you know, the only the only way the Jets could move for do you know, do well moving forward is if he plays like he has been playing. Yes, it's not flashy. It's not, you know, it's not rookie of the week, you know, kind of performances, but it's steady enough to play into what the Jets doing overall with good special teams, great defense, and steady offense. Um, Now, I'm not saying that moving forward, they sh- that offense shouldn't have a chance to grow because we have the talent to. But talent is not everything. And sometimes it takes time to gel everything into one. And there's a couple things on this offense that's working well, like the offensive line and the running game right now. So if little by little the, the passing game starts growing whilst not losing the running game and still being able to play great defense and good special teams, that's what we're looking at. If if the second half of this of, of this season is gonna be what we want it to be, these are the things that should happen. Um, the next steps for this team is for that offense to be a little bit more potent than it is and be able to get more touchdowns per game and threaten teams vertically a little bit more. Um, uh, t- you know, taking the chance, to, you know, because. One of the passes that I thought, and uh, shout out, shout out to, um, shout out to Joe, as always, um, Joe blew it. Um, one of the passes I thought that he um, and Joe agreed that uh, Denzel Mims should have caught was that bomb he threw to him down the sideline early in the game in, um, in the last game, and um miscalculated misjudged got out and and the way he threw the ball and he, to me the even the route was bad um because he let the corner send him so far to the sideline that he almost didn't have no space to operate from uh so i think if that's uh if that's davis i think he i think that's a completion um and i'm not saying that just to say that memes is that bad i'm just saying that Davis is a more experienced wide receiver and he would understand where to position himself in a situation like that. Um, so, um, so there is sparks there, you know, uh, things that could grow uh, for this team, but ultimately it, it, it will come down in my opinion to ball security and Zach Wilson playing better football um, uh, and them and the Jets continuing to do the things that they've done to get them where they are right now. Yeah, and I, I, I think you, you hit it before saying that it was the first game with James Robinson. You know, it was the first game without Brees Hall. You know, yeah, Hall true. was taken off, right? And then he gets hurt in Denver, and then our next game was at home against, you know, the Patriots. So it was that first game. I think the team was still a little shell-shocked from that. True. And that could be. Yeah, now you got, okay, like you said, now James Robinson has a couple of games under his belt with the Jets. He knows the offense a little more. 
So, you know, and I think Michael Carter is fitting back into his role a little bit better, you know, because he's going to be getting more carries. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I definitely think we're in a, a better spot this time around. Plus, we got the extra week to prepare, but that also helped the Patriots too, obviously, you know, having the extra week. So um, but uh another question I wanted to ask you, what do you think of the whole Elijah Moore thing? Do you think putting him back in the slot? You think that's going to help him? You think we're going to see him back to what he was last year? Well, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, just to clarify a little bit, because I think uh, today Robert Sala was uh, at his press conference, kind of clarified that a little bit. And he said that he's right. not <laughs> moving him predominantly into the, the slot role, but he will basically... Uh, you know, I guess, uh, put him more, give him more opportunities in there. Um, when we talk about the slot, the slot is somewhere as a wide receiver. If you have the kind of skills that Moore has, it's it just works in your favor. That quick twitch, uh, explosive type of athlete is what you want at a, as a slot receiver. And if you watched. Elijah Moore's film when he was coming out and if you watch him play uh, last year a lot of that was what he was winning at getting able to clear uh, um, off coverage because teams you it's tough it's tough to play um, heads up on a slot receiver that, that has the kind of skills that he has um because if he beats you and he catches the ball in his hand immediately, you have a problem because there's so much to, um, space in the slot to get into a place where you could hurt a defense really easily. So a lot of a lot of the times you see teams play off in the slot and they play more uh, heads up outside. Um, but to answer your question, I think I think that works to me if they're gonna give the reads necessary to get him a first look when he could be one-on-one -on -one coverage. Um, I think that could work in his favor, but I, but I ultimately thought that he, that his time would come. Um, I can't tell you that I understand the reasoning behind why there's other receivers getting certain snaps that he wasn't, um, but I will tell you one thing, if you keep, it makes absolutely no sense to keep this man on the bench on having him take 10 snaps a game or 13 snaps a game when he's so talented. It's incredibly, to me, you're working against your own, uh, uh, you know, you're working against your, your, your best interest to have that kind of player um, you know, not 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 helping you win. He just he's he's just a different type of uh, um, athlete, and you should be able to use that. The problem for me is not his physicality, but his mentality. Um, a lot. I saw a lot of plays where he gave up. I saw a lot of plays where he, a couple of plays where he kind of run the wrong route. He was in the wrong position. And if Dave 
encouraged him or gotten him to understand that, hey, man, you need to give everything here now, right now to us because this is your chance. And he's back to the Elijah Moore we saw last year. That's running at, you know, 100 miles per hour, getting through, cutting out, getting in and out of his breaks the way he can, which is scary how good he could do that. Combine that with what we have in Wilson, man, it, it's incredible to me the kind of stuff you could see happening. And then another indication of what that offense could be is the little quick passing game that they had last week. Oh, not last week, but the, the last game. Because that plays into the hands of what Zach Wilson does best. He he His compact release works best when he gets to get the ball out of his hand quickly. And he's very accurate when he does it. So, um, you know, in, in you know, in a long, you know, you know how you know I love talking about this right. stuff. But no, I know what you, you mean. know, <laughs> um, the, the you know, in a long way of saying, I think that works perfectly for 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 uh, more. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, that, that's what he played in in college was the slot, right? So, and I believe like when they drafted him. He was going to take over basically for Crowder in the slot. Yeah, that was the rumor. Right? So, yeah. And it looks like, I mean, when you look at their players, when you look at Wilson and you look at Moore, Moore definitely looks to me more like that slot receiver and Wilson looks more like the guy that's going to play on the outside more. They're not even that they're, – they're not that big. They're both of them, they're, you know. No, they're, right. They're not that big, but they're I mean, both, more, more, I, more I don't – like Wilson is barely six feet. If he, is he if is he six feet? He's probably five eleven, six feet. And then more behind him is what five nine. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. That's yeah. So so you know, I think I think it's not it's just not their stature. It's just the way they play. Um, I think one of the things that that we haven't even seen yet is the fact that Wilson in college played above the rim a lot. Yeah, which was something that he never we for some reason like how. Because you're six feet and then you're jumping over corners bigger than you. Right. Um, so so that all oh, there's so much to me, there's so much still, you know, growing to do, man. Too so much space to grow in this offense. That's incredible for me. And that's why it makes me sick in the stomach stomach to think about um losing uh all. Um, because it, it's incredible. But you know what? We're not gonna dwell on it. Uh we're gonna no. just keep moving because we believe that. Uh, Carter and and uh, the kid Benjamin the, that we just got in. Just I keep saying, am I saying his name right? It's Robinson. Robinson. Wow, Robinson. Benjamin. I don't know where the name came from. Benjamin. Uh, I think he just signed with um, somebody today. All oh, right, right. I think that's where the name came. From. That's why, man. Yeah, that's I've been reading. I've been yeah. going through a bunch of notes. Yeah, <laughs> you know Benjamin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's why he got caught in my brain um yeah 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 man <laughs> yeah so no but it's uh, that that was stuck in my brain too so don't worry about it um yeah so all right so all right so coming into the game they have to cut the the uh turnovers down obviously anything else that we should look for that's going to be different than the first game that they played or do you think it or I think I, I think the way the Patriots are gonna attack this this defense is gonna be different. 
Um, I'm not saying that they're going to be successful, but they're definitely going to try something different. Um, that goes without saying number. And then on the defensive side for the Patriots, I think, uh, I think we will also see a different way of doing things. Um, the only thing is um, they had, they, they, they did that in a victory and they, and if you had to take note of what they did, the only thing you would say is that the Patriots uh, struggled to kind of stop the run a little bit, right? Um, so they might try to tighten up on the run and try to stop the run. And they, this is why I think it's so important, in my opinion, for Zach Wilson to come to get get off uh, with a hot start because I think loosening this defense would be key to what uh, happens going forward in that game. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so do you think, mm-hmm. they, you, so you think we're going to win? I, I, I think we're going to win this time. Yeah, I, I believe so too. And it's not because of anything that's <laughs> happened. It's not because of what that's happened with the bills or anything like that. I just think that just studying this team and trying to take my fandom out of it and just watching what they've done week in and week out, they've just been getting better and better every week. And, and, to me with a week off to kind of just self scout and find the things that you could do better, which I think they did. And I, I'm, I, I'm positive that they'll play a better brand of football. And to me, I still don't believe in what the Patriots are doing on offense. So, so with that, I, I, I most definitely uh, say the Jets win. And I think it's going to be something of a, uh, the Patriots scoring like about 14 points and the Jets scoring about 22 points. Yeah, I, I think so too, because I'm not – like New England's offense, as long as we don't turn the ball over, I can't see New England's offense scoring much against us. Yeah, well, there is one part of New England's offense I, I failed to mention, which was what was uh, the – they were really able to run the ball against us with Ramondre Stevens. Yeah. Um. This this kid, we gotta stop him. If if we're gonna if we're gonna have a chance to beat them, we gotta stop him because that's their offense. They weren't be able to really throw the ball that much with that much success. I think what kind of just grind the game to a halt was the fact that they were keep getting third downs or, or keep getting in second and short or first um or third and shorts because of the because of him being successful moving the ball. So Whatever we do, this man needs to be stopped. Ramondre Stevenson has to be stopped. Um, take him out of the take him take his uh, 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 play on his game out, and then yeah, we could deal with the rest. Yeah, and I believe Harris is healthy again, so he'll be playing. Also, running the ball probably a, a decent amount of time as well. So that's yeah. two guys that they're going to probably run try to run down our throats. But oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a low-scoring game too. Um, I, as long as as long as we keep the turnovers to a minimum, you know. Obviously, can we have a perfect game? That would be great with no turnovers. But as long as Zach doesn't get crazy with you know, as long as he doesn't have too many picks, like maybe one um, and a fumble, you know, like no more than one turnover, I think we're fine. After that, after you get into multiple turnovers. Then you're putting so much more pressure on on your defense, and then it gets to be a game like we've seen the first time around. So, 
But I think, like you said, I think number one, definitely the, the turnovers are the key of this game for sure. Um, yeah, he, he threw for a lot of yardage, man. People don't talk yeah, about it a lot. 55, I think. 336. Yeah. So He threw yeah. for a lot of yards, and people are not talking about it. Um, yeah. They're just talking about, you know, everything else. I think the only thing that was that was wrong with the offense, other than him throwing the ball to the other team, was the fact that they just didn't run the ball well, you know. You know, they and and I think that kind of just grind grind the, the Jets offense to a halt. And you know, forcing the ball into Zach's hands and forcing him to make these decisions. And then he ended up just making the most horrible decisions that he just kept making. So yeah. Yeah. That zone defense is not something you do. You don't you don't just throw the ball up there. There's way too many eyes on the ball on you. Um when teams are playing zone, you don't do that. They're just there's just a bunch of jackals just paying attention to every move you make as a quarterback. Um, so, yeah. So, all right. So we we're both in agreement that the Jets are going to win. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into the other games for Week Eleven, I wanted to like start getting into the standings since we're you know we're at Week Eleven. We could start seeing the cream rise to the top here um as we get into um week 11 uh in the nfl and you know like we'll, we'll start in the afc obviously with the with the afc east we know right now miami seven and three we're six and three buffalo six and three and new england's five and four so the, the division is still up for grabs for anybody right now um obviously buffalo's in i don't want to say a tailspin but they've lost two straight and Obviously, game of the year. We'll get into it um, uh, against Minnesota this past weekend. But uh, what's his name? Uh, the quarterback is just I, I seen he's got seven turnovers right now. Josh Allen has seven turnovers in his last three games. Six picks yeah, and, and a fumble. I think he's tied. Isn't he tied for second or first in the league in turnovers right now? Yeah, I think he's first. Yeah. And this is a guy, you know, obviously before the season and even up until maybe three weeks ago, MVP talk for this guy, obviously, and best team in the league and all that stuff. And now they've lost two straight. Um, like, what, what do you think is going on there? With um, I think I think that I it's the same thing that we've always spoken about when we when we talk about the, the Bills. Um, I don't know how many times we have to say the same thing. They can't when they stop running the ball and they become too and I and I've heard and it's so crazy, right? Because I feel kind of validated listening to pundits say the same thing that I've been saying for the last how many years now? Right. Um <laughs> it's crazy it's true. that they say, Oh, they become too they say it better than I would, because I don't I would never say they become Josh Allen centric. That's I don't say that. But, uh, but it's the truth. But it's the truth, yeah. That, right? <laughs> but that, yeah, I've I, again, like I said, that's something I've been saying for a while. Every time you watch the Bills lose, it's because you see the same stat line. He probably threw the ball fifty something times, and he probably turned the ball over twice, and they run the ball like twelve or thirteen times for fifty some yards. Whenever they win, they run the ball for a ton of yards, and he throws the ball. For way less times 
and he's magical, like basically efficient because the kid, like people don't understand, like the individual, yes, he individually, he has the stature and the, you know, the flashy plays where he runs down the field and to run into linebackers and carry them for another five, six yards. Hey, that's all good. What right. makes, in my opinion, Josh Allen great is not that. That's just a flash. What makes makes him great is his, his assimilation into the system that they run. And people are going to say, oh, I'm saying that Josh Allen is a system quarterback. Whatever. <laughs> You it's understand a system I mean? that because works, whatever that system is. You don't, people you don't it. understand. For uh, for coaches spend hours and days and nights and months and years trying to perfect the system, and then when a player plays within that system, everybody's like, "Well, he's not that good." Really? <laughs> okay. It takes a special human being, a special athlete, <laughs> and a special type of quarterback to be able to run that system. It was something that was well thought of and probably freaking recycled and erased. They probably threw so many. You probably you could find the garbage of the for that office. They probably threw uh, tons of different versions of that offense out. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So so uh, something that had been grinded on and perfected for a while introduced to this kid. He grew his skill within that system, right? He created all of the things that he became was because of what he was doing within the system. Now, of course, his athletic gifts and his physicality basically magnifies his plays or his play within that system. But I'm sorry, I think they fall too much in love with the flash. And not just what the kid could do within the system, and and that and when they do that, that's when they lose, you know. So I'm not here to say that the Bills are all of a sudden some trash team. Hell no. No, 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 no. <laughs> not that at all. Team as bad as they're playing right now could turn around right now and run roughshod over the whole freaking NFL for the rest of those year. That's how good they are, but it would take them to understand, or not only them. But the kid, Josh Allen, to understand that playing within what he has built is what or what he helped build is what's going to be best for him going forward and not trying to be the superhero Josh Allen. It's not going to work. Right. You know, and I don't know how much more freaking tape you got to watch to see that that's what that's just shit is not working. I, I don't I don't understand why they've kind of gotten away from trying to run the ball. I mean, they're a doesn't they're make a North, sense. Right. It's they're a Northeast team. They play outside November, December, the January games, they get cold in Buffalo. You would think this is the one team that would run the ball. <laughs> like I, it makes no sense to me. Make and they do run the ball, but it's mostly Josh Allen. And eventually this guy's gonna eventually take too many hits. Yeah. I mean he can't keep doing everybody's it. like he's so physical. Yeah, when when right. in life, when in your life you've watched a football guy and say he's too physical, the <laughs> biggest tree, the hardest, strongest looking guy in football retired and was like, uh, I don't want to do this no more. Right. 
you 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 can't withstand this. No. You can't. can't. It's impossible. Even with the rules that protect quarterbacks nowadays, you can't because it just takes this one time. Yeah. One time this running back catches you and perfectly. How many how many hits this guy takes a game? <sighs> right? He takes as many game as many hits as like a running back or as a second running back say, you know, like the a split running back because that's how many times he runs the ball and it's it makes no sense. Right, yeah, he's he's gaining yardage and he's doing great. The guy's unstoppable at times, but it's gonna it's gonna take a toll, or it is taking a toll. It's no doubt. Right, listen, take a toll. And, and the craziest thing is we're talking about the we're talking about this in his for his career, right? For him for his longevity. Yeah, I'm talking about for his freaking legacy, right? <laughs> Josh Allen could be, or Josh Allen will be, because I I highly doubt. That this man will keep playing that way. I have a feeling that some want like very soon he's gonna wake up. Because in the Jets game, one of the things that that really was interesting to me was the fact that he was bypassing his tight ends that were three to four yards underneath routes to try to get a deeper route. It was almost like the Jets were baiting him into throwing the ball deep, and he took the bait almost every time. And it wasn't only that. The Vikings were basically doing the same thing. And he was completing more passes because, yes, the Vikings' defense, does they don't have as much talent on their back end like the Jets do. But the one play where he turned the ball over at the end of the game, where he threw the interception to Patrick Peterson, it was first on something. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so there's two. So, listen, when when bad when bad is bad, it looks really really bad. But in my opinion, there's a that's an easy fix. And this, to me, they 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 get back to what they do, and yeah, there's still gonna be a problem for everybody. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. This is not the end of Buffalo by a long shot. You know, they're still gonna be probably in the AFC Championship game when it's all said and done, or pretty close to it in the playoffs. But Looking at the rest of the, the divisions, like the AFC North, you got Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, you got Baltimore sitting there at six and three. But by right the way, now, before we move from Buffalo, um, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore is potentially the scariest team in the NFL right now. I don't care what you tell me. The craziest thing that you're seeing is all of a sudden now you see a quiet Lamar Jackson. And yes, there's still routes that he just won't get the ball to because he's making the wrong reads or whatever the hell is going on. But he is making throws quietly that you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> because if this man gets to be able to manipulate coverages and get pinpoint passes, how? How are you going to stop them? And here's another thing to add to Baltimore. They have, they, they just came off the bye. They only mm. have one more game left on their schedule right now with a team with a winning record. There you go. And that's going to be the last week of the year against Cincinnati at Cincy. The rest of the games, Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh again, all are below 500 teams. 
I don't know how much that means anything because lately the NFL has been upside yeah, down. Right. <laughs> but 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 when we talk about specifically when we talk about um about Baltimore, I think Baltimore is trending up. Um, not only oh, on yeah. offense, like I just said, but on defense, especially the way the fact that they were able to get one of the best young linebackers in the NFL to play middle linebacker for them. And this kid. <sighs> and they're getting healthy too. This is what I'm saying. The tight end is coming back. They got uh, one of their running backs coming back this week too. Gus Edwards is coming back. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a team you definitely got to watch out for, without a doubt. Yep. And Cincinnati too. I think Cincinnati, yep. you know, I thought they were going to take a step back. They're kind of – they're just hanging in. And, you know, they're right behind them at five and four. The rest of the division, like I said, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. AFC South, all right, Tennessee is starting to pull away because – you know, Jacksonville and Houston. Uh, you got Indy. They they won last week with Jeff Saturday, but they're what does that answer? Up. Nobody knows. Nothing. But, I okay. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh the AFC West, you got KC at seven and two, but the Chargers are right there at five and four. And then Denver and and Denver's at three and six, Vegas two and seven. You could probably start uh burying those teams. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the NFC, uh, NFC East, obviously super tight. Now Philly losing their first game. They're at eight and one now. And you got the giants right behind them. Surprisingly at seven and two behind them is Dallas at six and three and Washington now is five and five. And they just announced <laughs> that, uh, Heineke is going to be the starter this week, even if Wentz is coming back. So, and we said that we were talking to each other, <laughs> watching the game on, uh, Monday night. We did say that. We said, watch. Uh, Heineke will be the, the starter even when Wentz comes back. So um, Didn't, under- didn't <laughs> understand the trade back then. Still don't understand no, the trade now. Makes no sense. Um, yeah. NFC North, you got Minnesota at 8-1. and one. They're, they're, you know, they got total control of that division because you got Green Bay, who's 4-6. and six. They won their last game. Maybe they're going to start bouncing back. Uh, Detroit, 3-6. and six. Chicago, 3-7. and seven. You know, and NFC South, you got NFC South is still tight because Tampa is playing, you know, they've won two straight now, but they're still only five and five, shockingly, in that division with Atlanta four and six, Carolina three and seven, New Orleans three and seven. So I think Tampa Bay will stop pulling away in that division. Um, I don't see anybody else really. Uh, going anywhere near Tampa uh, the rest of the way. And then NFC West, this is the one talk about upside down. This is the complete upside down. You got Seattle leading the division at six and four, (laughs) San Fran behind them at five and four, Arizona four and six. And then the Rams, they've lost three straight now. And uh, Cooper cup is on IR. They're three and six. So amazing. This might be one of the worst years after winning a Super Bowl a team's had. If they keep possibly, playing, you know, so, but um, yeah, I, you know what, when you look at the, the wild card, a lot of these teams that we like, eh, they're not so good. They're still in it, you know, like, <laughs> right. Like look at Indianapolis. Indianapolis is only a game out of the last wild card spot. And incredible. You know, right. So yeah. Cleveland is two games out of a wild card spot, you know, in the AFC. So uh, then you look at the NFC, same thing. Washington is a half a game out of the playoffs right now. 
uh, Green Bay is two games out. You know, so that it's a little bit uh, different in the NFC. That's where you get a little more separation. But um, yeah, the AFC is still going to be up for grabs going forward. I don't think it's going to stay the way the way it is right now. With we're we're the number one wild card right now, and then followed by Buffalo and New England. So all three, all four teams in our division are going to be in the playoffs if it ended right now. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's going to end that way, but because right now Cincinnati's not in the playoffs. The Chargers aren't in the playoffs. Incredible. Right. And obviously Vegas, they're two and seven. And I don't think anybody thought that after all the moves they made this off season. So, um, yeah, so we got an interesting, you know, last few weeks of the year, seven, eight weeks, two months, whatever it's, whatever it is. Um, so let's get into our week 11 games here. Uh, Thursday night, uh, Tennessee comes into green Bay, Tennessee, <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously green Bay coming off the big win against Dallas and Tennessee coming off their tight win against Denver at home, 17, 10. So get two teams playing better now, obviously. Uh, what do you think with green Bay? Do you think they're going to go on a run now that they've won the game and, they got Watson in into the offense now. What's your thoughts there? Watson was always in the offense. He was just dropping balls left and right. Yeah, so running routes, wrong routes, and all kinds of stuff. I'm um, I mean, I'm not one of those people that subscribe to the thought that Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden is some trash quarterback that needs to be sat down. So, you know, so that so that's just not gonna work in my mind. That's there's no way. Um, I think I think he's accustomed to a certain thing, and with those young kids around him, he just can't get that thing. Um, highly football, high football high IQ players that had experience that he had connections with was around him they knew where to be and when to be there and they kind of saw things the same way you take that away from him and then you give him a bunch of kids that he now has to teach not only the system that they have to learn but how he thinks and what he sees and how he likes to attack defenses this is not going to happen overnight this is crazy you know um no, nobody saw it was going to be that bad. But for anybody to think that this was going to be some kind of smooth sailing just because it's Aaron Rodgers is incredible. You know, it's incredible. That That's just not how it was going to work. I think more than anything else um, is the play of the defense. That's just kind of up and down. Um, and I understand it to a certain point because when your offense is not performing, Foot, you know, we always say football is a is an ultimate team sport. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of time before your defense starts falling apart. And I think, um, again, I'll say it again, another team I think that should run the ball more. Um, yep. uh, I think that would give them open up so much, so many avenues for these young kids to get open um, and catch the ball and learn learn Aaron Rodgers a little bit more. Um, so going forward, I think um, I don't think it's time to give up on them. If they they're gonna make if they make the playoffs, this would probably be the best. No, you know what? Not the best. 
that would be so incredible that they would have to make not only a 30 for 30, but some kind of movie on power on, you know, some, <laughs> you know, Hollywood movie would have to be made about it because yeah, yeah that's how incredible that would be. <laughs> well, they, they're going to have to start winning and they won last week and can they beat Tennessee? I think they can. I, I don't, I've never been that big on Tennessee, even with Tannehill there because he is playing now, but I could see Green Bay winning this game. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not a far-fetched thing to say. Um, again, you know, Tennessee is just an, you know, it's, of course, they win, but they always do it so underwhelmingly that you're never really convinced that they're a powerhouse team or there's something to be reckoned with. So, um, uh, I think, I think again, that, you know, Green Bay has, is, you know, on the way up, they're going to grow. I, I don't know if they're going to go on a run now, but um, the kids have something to kind of lay their head on now, something that they could turn back and say, hey, this is how we did it. And look how we got right. uh, there's, you know, great potential out of this team because the coach has been saying it, but we hadn't seen it yet. Look, we did this. Um, so maybe that would be a kind of like a springboard to what they, you know, what they could do going for moving forward. Uh, so I hope, I hope they, the, I think, especially with what they Tennessee could do up front on their defense, that defensive line is something people don't talk about how talented they are. And I think taking them out of the game by running the ball more and kind of to soften up that pass rush is to me is where Green Bay would should go. Mm. So we'll see. Um, that's the Thursday night game. And then uh, Sunday games, uh, Chicago coming off their wild loss against Detroit at home, 31-30. They're playing at Atlanta, who took the loss on last Thursday night against Carolina. Another classic Thursday night game. Thursday yeah. night game. <laughs> well, this year, uh, they lost 25-15 at Carolina. So what do you think there? Are you buying into Justin Fields now, starting to turn it around? Well, you know, you know, if you remember, I was always a Fields guy. Yeah. Um, that that was that was the that was I it's not that I had anything against Zach Wilson. I just felt like to me, the kind of players Fields could turn into would be way higher. Well, he had a higher ceiling anyway. That's what I felt like. Um yeah, uh Come on, man. This guy, this guy is running past people like they're standing still. I mean, it's incredible. But not only that, some, some what they've incorporated, a lot of what they've incorporated into that offense gets you not only to see his athleticism and how fast he is, but gets you to see the potential in his arm. Because oh, like I have, you know, people ask, like I've had people ask me, oh, uh, is it true that Will Fields doesn't have an arm? I'm like, what are you talking about? Did you watch <laughs> this guy throw the ball in college? <laughs> you know, yeah, he's got an arm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. Um, they they need. I mean, they have some talented players. Um, I like their running game. Um, the kid, uh, the uh, what's his name? Uh. uh Khalil is his name. Yeah. Yeah, man. Really talented running back, man. Um, 
to to me that they they have a lot of potential there. Um, they got to do something about that offensive line. Um, and they just put him on IR too. Did they? Yeah, I think it was this week. Uh, but they still. I mean, the other kid is not bad either. Huh? Yeah, Montgomery, right? Montgomery. Montgomery is Montgomery is the other guy. Yeah, it's Montgomery and Khalil, right? Yeah. Yeah, Montgomery's not a bad running back either. Um, yeah. yeah, he's solid. Yeah, so for me, um, Chicago, Chicago is is you know, but they have so many faults, man. I think especially you know, um, their defense is suspect and their offensive line is like really suspect. So you put that to the two those two things together, and basically Fields is holding that all together with his athleticism and how quick, how fast he gets on you. As a defense man, that guy is packed by linebackers that beat him with an angle. Imagine, imagine you play your angle perfectly, and you're right there, but he's moving so fast that you didn't even have time to reach your arm out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's what he's doing to people. So you know, um, you know that's what's helping the 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 chi- the uh, bears do well now. Uh, but they need to they need to build around this kid because I think he's they they might have just found the guy going forward. Yeah, and it'll be the first time they've had a quarterback there in a long time. So oh yeah, <laughs> hopefully wow. for their sake Sheesh. and their fans' sake, he is the uh, the answer there. Um, yeah, Cleveland coming off their loss at Miami last week, uh, going to Buffalo, and Buffalo of course played in the game of the year against Minnesota. They lost thirty three thirty in overtime. But they're supposedly supposed to be two to three or four feet of snow for the game on Sunday. Uh, that's so, nice. Yeah, um, so it should be a, a very good game to watch if you know <laughs> if you got the uh, NFL red zone for sure. Um, but uh, <laughs> should be interesting when it's listen. Cleveland, Cleveland could just run the ball on every down, right? Because they yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what they're what good they, at. Right, so they could. They got, the run, they got the offensive line and the running backs to do that. This might give them a chance to actually win this game. Otherwise, yeah, it won't give them a chance to win it. But, um, yeah, and getting into like, what what'd you think of that Buffalo Minnesota game? That was just, it was just incredible. Nuts. Yeah, incredible game um, of the year, catch of the year with Justin Jefferson. I still don't know how he caught that ball. <laughs> what was it fourth in like twenty? Yeah. And he, uh, don't understand it. Don't get it. Uh, oh, um, the kid is like incredibly talented, man. He just, you know, we've been watching football for long enough and we just know when a player has it, it's almost like the ball just gets to him yep. wherever it is. Um, that's, that's him. He, he, he is one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. And he like, when they needed him the most, he just kept showing up. Um, but, uh, this game, man. I mean, I could not believe. Uh, like, I just kept. I couldn't. I couldn't even sit down. I was. Right. Sa- I was standing watching the game. That's right. After a while, because I was like, "What's going on here?" It's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like. It's like every moment or every other moment was something incredible. Um, imagine you're the Vikings and you drive all the way to the half yard line. What? <laughs> and then <laughs> and get stopped. And you can't even get a half a yard. And then, and then you're like, "Well, we've lost, right? You know, we're done." Josh Allen says, "But the defense, but the defense (laughs) is like, no, no, these guys ain't going nowhere, man. We're stuffing them right here." 
Unbelievable. And, and not only do they stuff them, the, the Bills fumble the ball and it's recovered by the by Kendricks, the, our favorite Jets linebacker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's um, yeah, it's incredible, man. Um I just um I yeah, I was I was man, I enjoyed it. Um it gave me uh heartburn, uh all that stuff. It, yeah. it was it was one of those football games, man. You don't see a lot of them. Um I so I really I really stopped and watched most of the most of the possessions and and uh the Vikings goes where Kirk Cousins takes them. Yep. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the because he has at his disposal a plethora of talented skilled players that if he could consistently play 1 p.m. Sunday Kirk Cousins foot, football they could be a problem for everybody in the NFC. And no, nobody, to me, there's nobody that they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to beat. Um, so so that is that is to me, of course, uh, you know, could be a whisper in a in a massive valley. <laughs> That's why this because... game I think Buffalo should easily win, but if it's gonna really snow as much as they're saying and I just seen it on on the the news program on the weather channel. They're talking about it too. Like leading up to Sunday, they're gonna have a couple of feet of snow, and then it's gonna snow a lot on Sunday as well. So it, it and they can't can't they can't postpone the game because I think the Bills play next week on a Thursday. On I think yeah, um, the Bills so, the the yeah I. So I don't even think they. Can I saw somebody on Twitter say they should move that to move that game to a neutral field. I don't. Buffalo is going to say no. It's a home yeah, game. Exactly. They <laughs> <laughs> know we're not going to do that. Yeah. We'll play, we'll play I, I think. Snow. I think. I think at the end of the day, Buffalo is going. Um, I think that's. But they were built for that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. That's well, why we get so mad that they don't run the ball. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, they should be able to beat the Browns because. Uh, the Browns' quarterback play is—it uh, um, hasn't been horrible, but it's just not where they need it to be. And and they might be getting their quarterback back in a couple weeks. No. Yeah, he started practicing this week. His first. Yeah. Week, he was able to practice with the team, and I think he's got two weeks before. I think his first game is against his old team, Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Ah. Oh so, yeah, somebody, somebody <laughs> did that. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> so yeah, it should be an interesting game. You know, the snow games are always uh, always fun to watch. So uh, next game, you got Philly, who finally lost uh, their first game on Monday night. Um, they go into Indianapolis, who <laughs> I don't know if it was a surprise or not, but they beat the Raiders last week, twenty five twenty, and with Jeff Saturday as the the new head coach and. I think we everybody's seen it on TV and on social media. Everybody was going crazy one way or the other. It was definitely it definitely brought up a reaction about him being hired. I don't care what anybody says because <laughs> people are taking shots at people for for, for saying that Jeff Saturday shouldn't have gotten that job. Um, he shouldn't have gotten the job. There's way more qualified people than Jeff Saturday to get that job. That's yeah. that's it. That's how it is. Um, now, do you? not root for the man just because he got a job that he don't think he's qualified for. I don't know about that because again, all I could, all I've ever heard about this guy is that he's a very 
very good man, very nice man. Um, so I don't, I'm not gonna pile on him just because of that because, you know, the situation is what the situation is. There is, this is, there's 32 teams. Um, there is 32 jobs, and very rarely do they ever come open and get an opportunity to do it. You know, who said who says that you would? Um, yeah, he's not as inexperienced as we are, but there, you know, when you know there's guys that have been doing this for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, um, and they can't get a job, yeah, it kind of sticks in your craw. I, I totally understand this, yeah, no, the I, sentiment behind that. I definitely um, I wouldn't enjoy, I wouldn't celebrate a comeback by Indianapolis because I would also wouldn't celebrate a win by beating the Raiders because... Yeah. Raiders are a mess right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Raiders is no, and and Chris, Chris, you know, when off the air we were talking about it because he asked me why are the Raiders cash poor, meaning that they can't fire their coach because they owe him so much money, and they owe other, so many other people money that that they you can't do that and hire somebody else. That will explain to you how badly run the organization is. So. That's all you need to know. You beat a team that is worth several billion dollars, but for some reason can't fire a coach because they think they can't because they just don't have the money to do it. That's yeah. that's all you got to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So let's see if Philly can bounce back there. Yeah, uh, Philly. Philly should be fine. Um, I, so. the, the, I I think the one worry I have with Philly um, is the. Um, to me, that to me, there's some kind of there's some kind of slowing down of the offense for some reason. I don't understand. Um, I I thought that they didn't run the ball enough. Um, I think uh, Washington forced them to throw the ball more, yeah. and they were able to confuse um, Jalen Hurts a little bit. Um, they threw the, the one that, early. Yeah, and 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 I think and I think that I think. I think uh, the commanders basically had a – they executed their game plan to a T. Yep. Um, I, 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 I think if I remember this, the stats, I think they basically um, possessed the ball 40, for 40 minutes and um, the Eagles for 20. Yeah. So that just goes to show you that they, you know, yeah, the Eagles they- didn't do enough or they weren't in- efficient enough with their possessions. And the the commanders had so many in so many possessions that they were able to, even if they didn't weren't running the ball well because they had under three yards of carry. I think it was two point six point uh, per they kept, rush. They kept on um, converting their third downs too. Washington. Yeah, but they yeah ten for whatever it was ten for sixteen or ten for thirteen oh whatever God, the yeah. hell it was like a re- incredibly high uh, um, um, third down um, conversion rate. Um, yeah. Which so they did they they basically their game plan they they it was almost flawless the way they executed it and the Eagles were just not efficient enough. Yep. So we'll see. Um, and the Rams uh, coming off their loss uh, at home against Arizona. Um, they're traveling to the Saints, who is coming off a loss as well for, at Pittsburgh. So two teams going in the wrong direction uh the rams we talked about it earlier uh cooper cup was put on ir this week one of their tackles got hurt again so they're just i mean 
I, I don't know. I if they if they're gonna make a run, they got to start now, obviously, because in the NFC, the, the top is more set in you know with the wild cards and everything. So if they keep losing, they'll be in really bad shape. So this is a must, must, must win for them this week to have any shot at the play. Yeah. Um, but what do they win with? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, we already spoke about the fact that they had last week. We were talking about the fact that um, they lost a lot of talent on their offensive line, replaced it with a bunch of backup guys, and the backup guys had, had sucked. They've been playing horribly uh, to the tune of them being one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL. I think they are the worst rushing team yeah. in the NFL. And on top of that, your tackle is not playing well at all. Now you, he's injured? Who are you going to have play tackle now? Do that Burger King? And Stafford should be back this week. So he had a There's nothing that could save them, in my opinion. They, they're just, they're, they're, they're done. They're cooked. Um, yeah. Too many injuries, too many, um, the offense is not flowing because the bl- lifeblood of that offense is just in non-existent, which is the running game. So yeah. you take that into consideration, in my opinion, that. And then, because of how bad they're playing on offense, you consistently put that defense into the worst positions necessary, and they just don't have the talent like they used to um, to withstand that kind of onslaught. So, no, I don't I don't see it. And who, who they're playing? Uh, Saints in New Orleans. Yeah. And they already announced Dalton is going to be the uh, starter. Yeah, they 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 play well here and there, but what's the direction? Where where is this team going? What what when you look at that team, what do you think of? Do you see a middling kind of middle of the road football NFL football team, or you see somebody on the rise, or you don't know? No, the I fact don't. that you can't put your finger on what they are is the reason why that team is just. You well, know. big reason is the quarterback. Like they got no quarterback. Yeah, right? true. Jones, I agree. Jameis Winston. Yeah, you know, like yeah, Winston throws for a lot of yards, but we know he also throws a lot of picks as well. And, and he's always injured. Yeah, exactly. So there's so inc- so much inconsistency there. And yep. you know, but when you look at their offense, they got a pretty good. They got some pretty good skill players on that team. It's not like agreed. They, you, know, you put a quarterback on that team. Yeah, that's a pretty good team. So problem is. They don't have a first round pick this year coming up. <laughs> so <laughs> in in a in a in a draft that might be like quarterback laden, like yeah. heavily. So maybe they can Incredible. make a trade or yeah, they'll it. have to do something because you can't yeah. win without a QB. You gotta no, get one. Definitely not. Um, and then next game you got Detroit coming off their big win at Chicago. Uh traveling to the Giants and the Giants coming off their seventh win, they beat the Texans. I mean, the Giants just keep on winning. Yep. You can't take that from them. Seven and two. I don't think and yep. nobody had them winning seven games this year. Nope. I don't care who you were. You didn't <laughs> do right. that. So uh, good for them. Obviously, Daybo, man, showing you. Good coaching yep. <laughs> means a lot. Play good defense. Uh, run the ball. Um, use your talented players the way you're supposed to be, supposed to use them. Um, I didn't, when we mentioned the Panthers earlier, 
um, I wanted to make a point of of saying that one of the reasons why they fired their coaches, um, you could tell all of a sudden, all these players that are talented players for, for the Panthers, all of a sudden they're making plays and you're like, oh my God, I didn't know this guy could do that. Oh, where has he been? Yeah. Because the coach had him hiding under the bench. You fire the coach. And then all of a sudden, all these stuffs are happening. Now you turn around and you watch the Giants and you realize that the coach is taking all these guys and using them to the best of their ability, putting them into positions for them to, to do the to play their best football. And I think it goes without saying, uh, we know that that the Giants are playing really good defense, especially up front. Um, and I I don't care. I don't know, man. There's probably people that watch these corners and these defensive backs way more than I do. They, but I never thought that the Giants' defense would play the way they're playing right now. And um, yeah. yeah, so they're they're surprising. Um, the the Lions, on the other end, in my opinion, just a bunch of young guys that are just trending right now. Like they're trending up. They're playing well. Um, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is a budding superstar. Um, almost every time golf looks downfield, that kid is open. And um, and you have Hutchinson is balling. And you have Okuda all of a sudden went from dry, went from bus to, um, you know, playing well again after in, suffering a couple injuries earlier in his early in his career. So I don't know, man. Um, I think people sometimes forget that golf was a first round pick. I mean, yeah, he's not an upper echelon quarterback, but he's not a stud. He's not a, you know, he's not a, a, a you know, a bus quarterback either. He and took a, a team to the Super Bowl too. Yeah, right. So he's pretty, he's, you know, so, I think I think the talent around him, you know, they're starting to that offense is kind of running, you know, they because remember in the beginning of the season, this was scoring a bunch of points, right? And then they just kind of just fell off the face of the earth. I think they're on their way back to wherever they were before. Um, so I think going forward, they're gonna be a problem for teams to deal with. Um, because they have way too much talent to think that they're not going to do that. Um, the only thing is, man, on off on defense, I don't know, um, because they're really a they really either um, they either are killing you or they're just non-existent. They they can't. There's no middle ground with them. There's, no. They're either playing really really good defense or they are you searching for them on the field. I, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what they do going forward. But yeah, this is that's gonna be an interesting game for for the Giants in my in my opinion because. Um, I want to see if they, if uh, Daniel Jones keeps playing that conservative type game, um, especially the t- how teams are being uh, able to. How are you doing this without completing that many passes to your wide receivers? You know, I think I think no wide receiver on that on their team are gonna is gonna even if no matter how many times he catches the ball, is <laughs> gonna get twelve thousand yards. Because it's like it, it, I think that I think Slayton is the I think he's like only has like three hundred something yards receiving, and it's how many games into the season? I think he's their leading receiver too. Yeah, 
<laughs> so they ha- they definitely have a problem with that, but they don't have a problem with their winning. So you know, let's see what happens going forward. And, Bar- and Barkley is just going crazy. Barkley's got yeah. 931 rushing yards and six touchdowns. He's also got 197 receiving yards. So he's definitely he's definitely back to his old self of a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he's a mismatch. You line him up wherever you line him up, and he's a problem. And they're running the ball. They run blocking well. And that's the best way to use this kid, man. This is the guy. He was taken second overall. That's how talented he is. Oh, yeah. He's showing it. Uh, next game, you got Carolina coming off their victory on Thursday night, beating Atlanta, and they're going to Baltimore. We were talking about Baltimore earlier. Baltimore coming yeah. off the bye. So um, we were just talking about watch out for Baltimore. Um, yeah. They, um, it should be healthy. You got the tight end coming back yep. this week, and you got the running back Edwards also coming back. So. Yeah, and 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 hey, I praised um the Panthers for playing well in after their coach Lee left. Um and they they sure do have a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of young talent, a lot in a lot of places on that field on that team. But you're a, you're this is your Super Bowl. If you're able to beat this team, <laughs> I mean, holy crap. Um uh I think I think Baker Mayfield is supposed to start because I think PJ Walker is injured. Um, and I read today that a lot of the players are pushing for our old friend Sam Donald to start. What? Yeah, so we might see him start at some point. Lord have mercy. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh... <laughs> either way, either way, it's not a good option. So <laughs> yeah, uh, there's not too many good options on that team when it no. comes to quarterback. Um, but yeah, Baltimore is Baltimore. I thought, like I said before, I I I, I think uh, they're going to be a problem moving forward. I don't see that this game being uh, too much of a speed, no. too much of a speed bump. No. Um, yeah, that but should be hey, game. weird things happen every week in the NFL. You never know. Absolutely, and it's gonna and it's gonna keep happening too because it's been happening for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, Washington coming off their big victory against the, the Eagles on the road, traveled to Houston, who's still stuck with only one victory this season. They came off a loss against the Giants. Um, I think Washington's another team you got to watch out for now going forward, right? They're getting Chase Young back this week. Um. They're gonna ride Heineke, I think, till till he loses at least. <laughs> right? I mean, he's, he's gonna hang in there. He Heineke is that kid. I I I really love him. In my like, his energy just to me spells NFL quarterback. Now, is he gonna be able to kind of corral that you know gunslinger, fling the ball over? All over the place mentality that he has to get that under the under control, where he could let it out to play once in a while, but not all the time. I think that's where his game would be better, best. Uh, but I think going into his second season into NFL is not when he's going to understand how to do that. So, um, but I but I still think they should have just let him be the starter, let him grow. You know, give him a chance. Right. You know. Because I because yes, he will throw the most bonehead picks and make the most bonehead decisions, but that comes with the territory. He's a young quarterback. He hasn't played that much football. 
And but also his style of football kind of lends itself to those mistakes once in a while. You just create a system where he could thrive within it, you know. But because I think that kind of uh, energy that he carries, I think that's the kind of thing that teams a team could buy into, and I and um, they could play good defense. And like you said, um, you they have the two Alabama boys in the middle. Um, they have sweat on the edge and they're just getting, and they're getting one of the most talented defensive ends in college history coming back. Sheesh, man. I mean, they, they could, they could be a problem going forward. Uh, I don't know how much, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, uh, how much of an answer the Texans are going to have for them. Um, I know the one thing the Texans have going for them is the fact that they Pierce is such a great running back, uh, a talent that I, you know, I, you know, I don't think a lot of people saw coming, um, but he, he's, he's a handful and, uh, and they were being running the ball well with him. They just don't have consistent quarterbacking by Mills um, and they just can't play no defense. Yeah. Uh, they could, I think they could pass coverage pretty decent. Because they got uh, stingy. Yeah, it's not consistent enough. No. Um, that the, they they have. This is the thing. Um, that the scheme, in my opinion, and the players that they have does not match. And hey, you know what? That's me, and I'm a guy that does not do football for a living, so I could be completely wrong. Because guess what? They have a coach that's been coaching for what over thirty years. Why in the hell would you? Who don't know no football? Question this man. I just think it doesn't work. I don't know. I, you know, but it, but I I again I might be totally wrong. Um, but um, yeah, uh, they're prone to making really bad mistakes in the back end. Um, maybe it's because it's growing pains. Maybe maybe by next year they're gonna be better. But if they keep losing like this, are they gonna have a next year with this coach? Mm, I don't know. No Texans, they'll probably keep him, but I I definitely think they're gonna be drafting a, a quarterback in the first round for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean I mean Mills is I, Mills is not a really bad quarterback, but he's not he's he hasn't showed me starting quarterback vibes. Yeah, you I know, think he's he, he a, hasn't flashed enough, in my opinion. I think he's gonna be a backup guy, Yeah, you know, like a guy that lasts for a long time, but more of as a backup than a starter um next game you got the raiders coming off their tough loss at home against the colts and they travel to denver who's coming off their loss against tennessee 17 to 10 so both both teams going in the wrong direction raiders two and seven broncos three and six we've seen them uh car be very emotional after the game he was actually crying at the at the podium saying because he's mad about so mad about losing and I get it but just both teams just going in the wrong direction yeah uh there were some things about the Broncos that on offense that started clicking in my opinion um I I I think that they they could build on a on certain things that they could keep building on on offense um we know what they do on defense uh the Raiders, I don't know what the deal is. I don't think there's an answer. 
I, I don't know. And, um, and because, and when it becomes so, what you see teams, when things become so heavy, um, a lot of just simple things just kind of go awry. And you start seeing that, in my opinion, um, watching, watching, because I didn't watch, I watched the condensed version of the game and just simple football things are just being missed. Um, you could say, you could say that you could put that on the coach because he's, that's his job to get his players ready to play games, um, win or lose. Um, but no, um, there's nothing there, man. Um, if this guy is able to kind of turn that, that season around, man, maybe we should start crowning him as a coach. But right now, no, it, it's, it's just, it looks, looks sad. It looks sad. And I am sad for Carl because I think, I think people, uh, I think we've spoken about this. I think in a lot of ways, he's an awkward guy, but I think he's also a good guy. I think that, I think he's one of those people that, you know, will give you the shit off your back kind of guy. Um, does that make you the best NFL quarterback? I don't know. Uh, you know, but um, yeah, it's yeah. I wonder if we'll see yeah. major changes with the Raiders after this year, if you know, if it continues to keep going the way it's going. Um, maybe not a coaching because you know we we were talking about it earlier that they're cash poor and they can't get rid of the coach now because they don't want to pay him and then hire someone else. Um, but I wonder if they'll do uh, I wonder if they'll move a guy like Devonte Adams or uh, Carr, you know, because Carr's been there a while and, you know, yeah, he made the playoffs last year. But have they really accomplished anything that he's that he's been there? I know it's not all his fault, but. Right. I mean, maybe they'll move on from him. I was looking at the contract. They can move him after this year. So you got to start asking yourself those questions. I think when you right? get to the crossroads like they are right now. I think I think it's a legitimate question. Um, do you do you do do you move from move on from it? Um, that's a legitimate question because that's I mean, sheesh, man. I mean, so much of of what's going on over there has been tainted by such bad roster management that it probably would be who whoever runs that team to kind of just strip it bare and build from there, you know. Because I don't see how else you do how you how you do you do that. Yeah. You know? So we'll see how it goes. Uh, next game, you got Dallas coming off their tough loss against Green Bay. Um, travels to Minnesota. We just talked about the Minnesota Buffalo game. Minnesota's eight and one right now, and they're playing at home. Um, this should be a good game. Yeah. I'm curious to see if Dallas can bounce back. Yeah, this is a game that they need to bounce back because that was an ugly way to lose last week. Yeah, especially with their quarterback turning the ball over the way the amount of, amount of times that he was turning the ball over. Um, we had seen this is this is where and and don't get me wrong here, I don't think Dak Prescott is a is a is is a bad quarterback at all. But when you see steady play within the system as Cooper Rush was able to do. And then you bring back your quarterback, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, he he's that," and then he goes, "Oh no," you know, that flip flop or kind of undulating 
movement or play by a quarterback is scary. Um, and you want that. Yes, it was a short span for Rush, but it was consistent. You knew what he would do with the ball. You knew where he would go. Um, you knew that he was would protect the ball. And the problem is now you have an issue where you can't really say the same for Dak. And I think Dak is kind of trying to work himself into a, you know, into a kind of a, a groove and he's not there yet. And I, I think before he gets into the groove, I think it is going to be a little bumpy ride going on. And it's just a bad time to face a team that's hot like Minnesota, in my opinion. So uh, I think Dallas's defense will always give them a, a shot at winning games because they're good. Um, but again, I said it before, one o'clock, Kirk Cousins shows up mm-hmm. with the way they could play defense and the kind of skilled players that talented players they have on offense. They, they're going to be a hard team to beat. I think where, where, where Dallas could take that game in control of that game is that interior of that offensive line for the Vikings is a major weakness. Um, they have pretty, their tackles are not that bad, but inside of the two guards in the center, it's very quite highly questionable. And, uh, um, Dallas could take away the run and force Kirk Cousins to beat them. I think that would be my game plan. Um, I, I, this is going to be a tough one. I think this is one of those games that I would like to watch. Yeah, should be a good one. Um, yeah. Next game, you got Cincinnati coming off the bye at five and four, traveling to Pittsburgh, who came come off a win uh, last week. They beat uh, <laughs> New Orleans. Uh, they're three and six now, but uh, we were just talking about Cincinnati. They, they're going to be dangerous the rest of the way. So, but I think uh, TJ Watt is coming back this week for Pittsburgh. That's exactly why I just chuckled when you said they won. <laughs> it's incredible how this guy comes in, plugs him in, and all of a sudden, this defense looks a world different. Yeah, from the <laughs> from what they played before, it's incredible. Yep. He is a game-changing player. He is an elite NFL player. This guy puts he comes he puts on the pad, shows up on the field, and then the energy changes. It's incredible how that happens. Um, man, it's and it's so good to see. It's one of those things I love about football. Um, what they have to you know. In, in as a whole is still suspect but yeah man they could they could surprise a team you know if you don't if you're not if you're not playing them you're not taking them seriously they could cause problems for you um, because that defense is going to keep getting the ball from you and giving it back to their offense it might take four or five tries they, <laughs> but since you're not scoring and they're scoring even if it's field goals they beat you right uh Sunday night game, you got Kansas City uh, coming off their victory against Jacksonville, traveling to to the Chargers, who came off a victory, right? They won. No, I'm sorry. They lost Sunday night. So they're playing back-to-back Sunday night games um, to the 49ers in a close game. But now they're – to me, this should be a good game, but the Chargers – are just beat up with injuries, right? 
Yeah. Offensively, the top two receivers are out. Um, you know, offensive line is ba- is beat up. And it seems like every year something we we talk about it all the time, like something happens to the Chargers that derails their season. Because this is a team that, you know, when the season started, we we both talked like this team could go to the Super Bowl. That's how good they are. But yep. Something always happens. <laughs> yeah, something always happens. And I don't know, man. It's like one of those things where you, you almost think that you're cursed. Because why? You know, why? Why? Especially the kind of people they were losing, too. They're not losing like the, the you know, the subpar guy or, you know, the kind of, you know, the, the guy that just made the roster. They're losing their superstars. Um, and that's crazy to say, to see um, that it happens to them over and over and over again like that. Um <sighs> But they have a special, a special quarterback, man. Yep. This dude made a throw falling backwards between two linebackers. <laughs> I don't know. I literally watched the play fifteen times in a row because I could not figure. I could not figure out how he got the ball between those players. How? I don't get it. You know, and it's so crazy <laughs> that. Uh, Brett Coleman on on Coleman on, on on Twitter was you know he was talking about the play and he was like that's impossible and I said I just watched it fifty times <laughs> you know so they have stuff they have something going for them but like you said um, but they're if, going to get their homes so <laughs> yeah yeah man listen this guy you know you talk about a guy that. And this is the thing, right? You you know, talking about a special quarterback, and then you talk about Mahomes. Like there's a difference, like a a, a you know, you, I'm in awe of what Herbert is. I can't explain what. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can't explain what that kid is, man. I I don't get it. I you know, um, well, like you said about um. Before the guys, some players just have that the it factor. Yeah, and I think Herbert's got it. It's just that. Yeah, Her- yeah, Herbert has it. But what what would you say Mahomes has? <laughs> it it it. He's got more than it. He's got more than the it factor. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just in a, wor- a world of his own. That guy. He's like Justin Jefferson, right? With Minnesota. Yeah. He's just yeah, a different, a, just a different player. Yeah. They're just they're just out there. Like it's just all right, yeah. And and oh for a funny tidbit, uh Kadarius Tony that was uh that was uh signed by the by the Chiefs um away from the Giants. Um all of a sudden he's not hurt anymore. I was yeah. <laughs> he's hey man, he was in New York, his leg hurt, his back hurt, <laughs> everything hurt. Now he's fine. All of a sudden in New York, man, this dude is like doing high knees, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what? Amazing. And and incredibly, that's the kind of talent they need in, on that offense right now. And he and if he could unlock his understanding of that offense, whoo, because I know that quarterback could get him the ball. Oh yeah. Hey, he's he could be a problem. That offense is just gonna get better. Jeez. Crazy to even think that, but yeah. <laughs> and then you got the Monday night game where you got the 49ers. They just came off their Sunday night victory against the Chargers, and they're playing at Arizona, 
who came off a big victory on the road to kind of keep their season somewhat afloat uh, against the Rams. So can San Francisco, I mean, San Francisco should beat the Cardinals, but maybe the Cardinals got something now. Maybe they're going to get on a roll because we've seen they could get this team last year. They were like eight and one last year. And then, you know, then they went off a cliff the other way. So maybe they're going to have their streak at the end of the year, you know, the second half of the year. Um, I don't Please. see it, but And Ertz is out for the year. For Arizona. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Please, you have to show me Cliff Kingsbury's How do I put this? I'm trying to be respectful. Oh, McCoy looked pretty good last week. Filling yeah, I Lover. agree. <laughs> I don't know how. I agree, that, but I um, sustained. But that's the thing. I, I think. I think. I think. Whatever they do, they need to. Um, I think that offense needs to be run with the. Keep in mind that your offensive line is hurt. Please, and formulate an offense that takes keeps that in mind. Please. That's what you do, because they. I think they have enough talent to cause issues for people, for players, both on defense for teams, both on defense and offense. But um, I think I think sometimes they kind of go off the rails because their coach is trying to be a hero. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't know. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I, I listen. I still think San Fran should win because that to me this is, even though they're only what five and four, they're second in the division. To me, I think San Francisco is, is the dangerous team in the NFC. But can I ask you a question? Because I love you know I love Kyle Shanahan, right? Mm-hmm. To me, the potential of this team is being kind of condensed into a box, when it could be way bigger than that. And way more explosive. And the fact that they play the way they play, it's almost like they grind wins when I think they could be better at. Like they right. could open up the offense a little bit, you know, attack more vertically. Right. You know what I mean? Like these slow, methodical drives down the field, it's getting tiring. You have a hell of a defense. And you play. Got- you know, you could you could play a little bit more of a, 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 a wide open offense and kind of force teams to face your defense and do the same to you, right? Definitely. And they're not, and that bothers me. You know, and that bothers me for some reason. I think they could be more. And you know, I I I had uh, I had my bet that that they would probably be the, the representation in the in the Super Bowl, um, but with the way things have turned out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, that's uh, that's week 11 in the NFL. Um, got some very interesting games. We're definitely going to be checking them out. Hopefully you guys are too. Uh, remember, you can catch us on Twitter at LiftoffJets. You can catch Charmin at GrownFolk1980. You could also catch his great columns on uh, playlikeajet.com every week. Uh, you can catch myself on Twitter at CP7NY. And we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.